0: Get thinking podcast today we're going to be going over quiz number two its topic is order or chaos so let's go ahead and start at question one question one says how did the universe begin well we can go right to genesis chapter one verse one and it says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and you can read the rest of chapter one to get the creation account But basically, it has God creating everything in a literal six-day time period and he rested on the seventh. And he was very orderly in it he had a design and it also even sets up the structure for a week. So this, the creation account, has some pretty awesome implications. Um, By saying, in the beginning, God, that implies that he is omnipresent that means he always existed and he's everywhere, Um, that he's omniscient, which means he's all-knowing, and that he's omnipotent, excuse me, which means that he is all-powerful. So, Genesis 1-1 lays out the ultimate authority of God and that he is the creator and there is nothing bigger than him. It also showcases his order and his design. So, that is, so those are some of the implications from how the universe began. Let's hop to question number two, kind of relates this. It says, if the universe was created by an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent creator, what does this imply? This is a checkbox question, so you can pick more than one. I'll go ahead and read the options. Option one, there are op- absolutes. Option two, There can be order. Option three, the creation is inferior to the creator. Option four, everything is relative and left to the governance by the creation. Option five, there is more to existence than the physical world. And option six, basically this creator is the ultimate authority. So I'm just gonna go ahead back through each option and saying if it's correct or incorrect. Option one, there are absolutes. This is correct, because if there is this ultimate authority creator, then there can be absolutes because he is an ab, because he, as the ultimate authority, has the only authority to generate absolutes. Um, All right, there can be order. So as God even demonstrated in his creation of the universe, he's very orderly and he has a system for things. Uh, And I don't have the verse up right now. But I think it's in Job where it says that uh, seasons will continue and uh, the seasons will come until Jesus comes back. So God has the world set in a specific orderly pattern. That's not going to change until he comes back. All right. Option three, the creation is inferior to the creator. This is correct because... Again, God is the ultimate authority, the creator. He is definitely superior to what he makes. So the creation is inferior and everything that he made is inferior to him. All right. Option number four, everything is relative and left to the governance by the creation. Obviously, this is incorrect uh, because it's in opposition to what we just answered. But given that there can be absolutes and order, that everything is definitely not relative And it's not left to the governance by the creation because the creation is inferior. All right, we're going to go to option number five. There is more to existence than the physical world. This is correct again, because God existed before the physical world, which means there's definitely more than the physical world. And if you go to God's creation of human beings, man and women, in specifically chapter six and also at the end of chapter one. Uh, God makes people differently. Uh, He makes them in his image. And people have a soul that will never die. That's a spiritual soul. It's not just physical. All right, moving on to option number six. Basically, this creator is the ultimate authority. And that is correct. Because, as I've already stated and already gave the answer to this, God is the ultimate authority because he was there first and there's nothing bigger or more ultimate than he is. All right, we're going to move to question number three. If the universe was created by a mass of heat that exploded, what does this imply? And this is a checkbox question, so I'll do the same thing I did for question number two. Option one, there is no overarching order to life. Option number two, absolutes are impossible. Option number three, life has little value. Any value is totally subjectively determined. Option number four. Morality is subjective and ultimately non-consequential beyond society standards. Option number five. There is no God. Option number six. There are specific constants that can be relied upon. Option number seven. Some people are more advanced or evolved than others. Option number eight. No restrictions. And therefore, no guilt to adhere to a supernatural moral code. And then, option number nine basically, the most advanced human beings, or the most advanced beings, humans, are the ultimate authority. All right, option number one is correct because if the universe was created by a massive heat that exploded, it implies that there is no overarching order to life because that's just by chance and it has. Definitely no order to it, it's all random. Uh, option number two absolutes are impossible, is also correct because if life came from an explosion, then everything is random and chance. So you can't really have an absolute because it all came from things that are changing. All right, option number three life has little value, any value is totally subjectively determined. This is also correct because. If you don't have any absolutes, if you don't have any overarching order, then there is nothing that is going to bind the definition or value of life. It is going to be subjective and it's going to be continually improving. So there will be different values for different um, levels or involvement or advancement of life. All right. Option number four. Morality is subjective and ultimately non-consequential beyond society's standards. This is correct because if you have that random chance as the beginning of the universe, then you have that lack of absolutes and order. So it's left to the subjective determination of people. And so morality, therefore, really doesn't have any binding value outside of the individual or society that adopts it. Because nobody can really condemn someone else uh, for their morality if there's no overarching order or authority to condemn it. All right, moving on to option number five. I believe I don't have numbers next to these, so if I get numbers wrong, but this one says there is no God. This is correct because, again, if it was totally random and it just, a massive heat exploded, that doesn't imply that there was a god. All right, question, or option number six. There are scientific constants that can be relied upon. This is incorrect because, again, coming from a heat that explodes that has no order or absolutes with it, so there can't really be, things are always changing and evolving and improving, supposedly. So then there's not really things that are constant. All right, Qu- option number seven. Some people are more advanced or evolved than others. This is correct because again, with the evolutionary uh, mindset and aspect, that is, that is the, that's necessary for it because people would have evolved from uh, monkeys. And so there has to be some that are more advanced or evolved than others that's it's it's necessary for that worldview all right the next option no restriction and therefore no guilt to adhere to a supernatural moral code this is correct and that is because again because everything is relative and there are no absolutes then there can't be any absolute restriction or Um, moral code to make you feel guilty or to really keep you back from something, unless your society or individuals decide that it's wrong. But it isn't a supernatural moral code. All right, and then the final option says, basically, the most advanced beings, humans, are the ultimate authority. And this is correct. Basically, sums up everything we just talked about Because if there's no God, if there's no order and everything is subjective, that leaves the most advanced beings to be that ultimate authority and decide what is right for themselves. All right, moving on to question number four. How does one's answer to the basic question of the universe's origin affect their view on other areas of life? So we can pull from our answers to questions two and three that it has very different implications so if it determines who you view as God or the ultimate authority as we've been talking about if you believe that uh, the Genesis 1-1 account of creation then you're going to recognize that there is all-powerful God and if you don't if you take uh, the evolutionist perspective then you're going to see that people have to be the ultimate authority And this basically can be summarized as you believe in God or the uh, looking at people as the ultimate authority can be called summarized as humanism because it's putting people in the seat of God. So it really affects everything. Now, this isn't to say that people who don't believe in God or who aren't Christians can't do good things. If you go to Romans chapter 2 verses 13 through 15, They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. That passage kind of shows how people or the Gentiles who don't have the law, who don't know the law, um, act in accordance with the law, show that it is as it words it that it is written on their hearts. So, and it's kind of a conscious, they just know. Uh, So, I mean, people can still act in accordance with what God says and do good things, but it's still that that humanist, people-as-ultimate-authority worldview will affect a lot of what they do. All right, we're going to move to question number five. It says... What was the general conviction of America's founders in answering this question, and how did that translate in the formation of the country? This is a multiple-choice question, so I will go ahead and read the options. Option one, they recognized that there was a creator. This led them to also recognize that rights come from the creator, not the government, and that there are absolutes, that there is Truth of supernatural origin that must guide and govern the individual, in order for society to have order and liberty. And then the second option says they recognized that there was a purely scientific origin to the universe. This led them to leave all moral and value determinations to the minds of people. Morality and standards could be reinterpreted over time to evolve with the culture. Now the correct option is option number one. And I wanted to go and read a couple quotes from uh, different founders, which I think is going to be very cool to do. And so first off, I have Governor Morris. He was a revolutionary officer, a member of the Continental Congress. He was a signer of the Constitution. He said, there must be religion. When a ligament is torn, society is disjointed and its members perish. A little bit further, it says, The most important of all lessons is the denunciation of ruin to every state that rejects the precepts of religion. Next up, I have Benjamin Rush. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was a Surgeon General of the Continental Army. He helped ratify the United States Constitution. And he said, I do not believe that the Constitution was an offspring of inspiration, but I am as satisfied that it is as much the work of a divine providence as any of the miracles recorded in the Old and New Testament. Next up, we have, or I have uh, the Congress, the United States Congress from 1854. It says, the great, vital, and conservative element in our system is the belief of our people in the pure doctrines and the divine truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Next, we have from John Quincy Adams. He was the sixth president of the United States. He was a secretary of state, a U.S. senator, and a U.S. representative. And he said, In the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is indissolubly linked with the birthday of the Savior. The Declaration of Independence laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. So I have two left. First is John Adams. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, He was also one of two signers of the Bill of Rights. He said, The general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed, and now believe, that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. And then finally, we have George Washington And as you probably already know, he was the first president of the United States. He was also a member of the Continental Congress. He was commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. He was also the president of the Constitutional Convention. And he said, While we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion, to the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. So our founders definitely had a gen- a pretty Christian worldview. At least a chunk of them did, and it was influential in the formation of our country. So that and that comes from a worldview that recognizes the truth of Scripture, not a secular view, a uh, secular evolutionary view, which leads to humanism and chaos. Which we're going to talk about in a second, and then the I have a bonus question on the quizzes, and the bonus question for this quiz says, "What worldview provides the only basis for order, given that order must rest on absolutes and consistency?" So, um, and then I gave two options: Big Bang evolution or creative creator with biblical Christianity. So we've kind of covered a bit of this. But I wanted to kind of go over a couple more things really quick before we wrap it up. So order comes from truth. Um, Oh, really, to sum it up easily, order comes from an ultimate authority, which we've discussed multiple times so far, is God. And it doesn't work when it's people. But a couple of things that the ultimate authority uses to facilitate order in society is truth and law. Uh, When I was, I guess, 17, it was when I, a few years ago, It was like my first, one of my first college classes and I wrote a paper and I was really excited about it. I called it the source of order and I talked about basically humanism versus uh, biblical Christianity and the chaos that humanism uh, brings. And I I wanted to read the uh, abstract that I had for that paper because I think it sums it up pretty well. It says, disorder is blatantly obvious in today's society. Violence, rebellion, lies, among many other maladies, are evidences of this fact. To sustain an orderly society, truth, ultimate authority, and law must be defined and their sources must be acknowledged. Culture cannot maintain freedom and order if these three aspects are incorrectly interpreted. Firstly, truth does not originate in man, it comes from God and is articulated in the Bible. Similarly, ultimate authority is not found in the individual. God alone holds the reins of ultimate authority. The final aspect, law, follows the pattern of the previous two. Law, um, i.e. right and wrong, cannot be determined by fallible man. Only God can be the just lawmaker. In the end, there are two major competing perspectives on these aspects to order, the humanistic view and the biblical view. One of these is man-centered and the other is God-centered. It comes down to either one believing in God as the ultimate authority or one believing and elevating himself to be his own God. Society and culture will only plummet into perpetual disorder when man continuously rebels against God as the ultimate authority, the source of truth, and the just lawmaker. So, God is the source of order. He, He had it Uh, illustrated in his creation. He has it illustrated throughout scripture, actually. And so he is a God of order. And when people reject God and reject his standards and his patterns, then they are rejecting that order and will only be going into anarchy and chaos. Right and wrong have to come from an absolute source. And right and wrong are what facilitate law. As we saw from the Founders' quotes, they saw that Christianity was so pivotal to a free and prosperous nation. Absolute morality is a foundation for law, and it only comes from an ultimate authority, and that is found in the Bible, and it is God. So, I uh, hope you guys had a great day, and I hope you were challenged and encouraged in today's episode. If you would like to fill out the quiz on your own, you can access it on instagram in the in our instagram bio at minds, or you can also send us an email get.thinking.minds at gmail.com and if you want to subscribe to our weekly quiz you can dm us or send us an email We'd love to add you and if you have any questions or comments suggestions if you disagree you can also let let us know i'd love to hear it I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and let's get thinking.